So I'm here with Destiny. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. Um, we are talking about push out, uh, the criminalization of black girls in schools, and we're just going to jump right into it. Um, I just want to a- ask you about like the general treatment of black girls in your uh, public schools, high school or middle school, like either generally or you specifically, do you have any like just in general, like how was your treatment, like the treatment of black girls, do you think? Yeah, um, I think that when I think back to say middle school, I went to a predominantly white middle school, uh, was in a gifted program. There were not a lot of black people at all. Um, I think in, in my particular class, maybe five of us. Um, and there was ideas about, you know, straightening your hair, um, making sure I think that I was targeted a little bit more being kind of curvy, of following the dress code, uh, just, you know, certain things like that. And then for high school, I I went to a black high school, um, say like almost like 70% black, 20% Hispanic and 10% other. Uh, And I think that's something I always remember is that even though it was predominantly black high school, when it comes to this, to the population of students, there weren't a lot of black teachers. Mm. Um, and so we didn't have a lot of advocates for us when it came to understanding, like wanting to brush your hair in class and make sure that, you know, it, it looked okay. You know, it'd be like, oh, this isn't a beauty salon. And, yeah. you know, those types of comments would be made. Or um, I know one thing that I never understood was spaghetti straps. Like I was like, who's looking at my shoulders? Like mm. I just don't understand it. Um, or certain girls wanting to wear, you know, dresses. There just were always little comments being made. And I think even when it came to trying to advocate for yourself, like as a black girl growing up, uh, it was really difficult. I was accused of inside right just for really speaking up for for something that I felt that a teacher was doing that was incorrect. Um, I was, was told that, oh, like, you know, I'm being disrespectful, uh, even though really it's just a matter of, you know, me speaking up, um, and because I talk with my hands at times, like, sometimes that would be misconstrued as, you know, oh, you're trying to get, you're trying to get, like, you're, you're being grown, or you're trying to, you know, you're, you're, you're coming off as aggressive, but in mm-hmm. all actuality, like, I'm just talking, um, it's just how I express myself, so, um, you know, there were certain things like that happening, I would say, like, some of the positives was, we had, the best cheers at the school because you know they, they did let us be a little bit more creative with that but even that was limited for what we could do they didn't want us to take us too far outside the box um of what the other schools were doing um so like some certain things were were definitely limited i think as as a black girl in school you wind up getting kind of silent mm-hmm. um, at least that's how i felt at times uh people were doubting my intelligence um I think in middle school one teacher actually said to my mom that like I was really smart for a black girl um so you know there were just there were comments that were made that were um really really bad yeah no yeah I totally um I totally agree with that in the book, Dr. Morris does talk about this idea of like the stereotype of the black girl attitude and how every anytime a black girl is speaking up for herself, there is some sort of 
uh, they are being rep- they will be reprimanded for it because they think they're being loud, aggressive, um, finger snapping, or just being ghetto, as they um, described it. Um, and that's why they think that they get in trouble more because they feel like they have this like they're they're just aggressive. They just they won't, they talk back. They're like when in actuality they're they're just speaking up for themselves. And I think that's a really huge problem that I feel like you can see even outside of the schools but i feel like it's definitely prominent right there in in those schools because of this power dynamic these these authority figures that feel like you know you can't speak you can't like i'm always right and you cannot speak back to me the fact that one professor i mean teacher thought you were trying to say you incited a riot because you were just speaking your mind and speaking like vocalizing your opinions is actually like completely insane to me i don't know i just feel like this this idea of the black girl attitude is just it just really, it really does suck for black girls in schools, um, honestly, everywhere. Because I've talked to people in public, private schools, going to mostly white schools, black schools. Um, it's, it's like a huge problem. Um, I did want to talk about one thing that you mentioned of the lack of representation of like, or like diversity in your school's faculty. And I just wanted to know how you felt if it would have been any different if you did have more um teachers of color or black teachers do you feel like you would have been represented more or like you would have felt safer or more um heard uh i think so i think that the best memories i have in school typically came from um teachers who looked like me Mm -hmm. uh those were the ones who made the biggest impact uh the ones who advocated for me the most i'd say um they they tried to do the best that they could within the system um, to give us the benefit of the doubt uh, when it came, instead of just accusing us back of, you know, saying, oh, well, these kids are like this or these kids are like that and just having assumptions, they they really took the time to, to get to know us a little bit more. Um, it does go back and forth. I mean, my, my school had an interesting dynamic because I, I want to say every... I had at least, like, three different principals um, in the four years of, of high school. So oh, wow. Every year there was kind of a, a different principal, and of those principals, two of them were black, um, but there were no black women. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, I want to say, there was maybe one black assistant principal, uh, and I honestly think that she just got overpowered. Um, so that, that dynamic was there as well. Uh, so it would, I don't know, I think having black men, like, I mean, I led a a student protest during school, um, which, you know, somewhere else maybe I would have gotten suspended Mm -hmm. uh, for doing it without permission, whereas uh, there uh, we were able to do it peacefully and, you know, going about our our class day, even though they didn't want us to. Uh, So I do think that, you know, certain things like that might have worked in my favor um, versus having, like, a white principal. Yeah. But, like, it was a, a, a weird dynamic because it wasn't a black woman. So when it came to certain uh, gender qualms, I do feel like he just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. I do feel like there are, even with having faculty of color, it's also important to having like black women and even queer faculty, things like that, to really like have overall like overarching like faculty that like people can connect with. Um, and then another thing I wanted to ask is about policing in your school. Um, as Dr. Morris talks about in her book, she talks about the school to prison pipeline, things like that, um, and how it really does start in the schools, especially with the um, the increased presence of police there. And 
while it is a very prevalent thing within black boys, uh, it's not very talked, it's not talked about enough about black girls and how they are like over policed within these school systems. So I just wanted to um, ask you if you had any experience or um, how you felt with having like police in your like schools. Um, yeah, they're a resource officer, but I mean, he, he is a, he is a county police officer, um, for the county that I lived in. Um, and as the longer I went through school, the more their presence gained within the school, they start, and it was, was even higher. Um, I was never really a fan of having a police officer. Ooh, I just didn't understand what was the need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they never de-escalate anything. Um, we had seen a couple of different times, but I'd seen a couple of people be escorted outside of school in handcuffs uh, over things that I would consider petty, uh, especially considering the age ranges that we're referring to. Um, I think that I, there was one something that winded up stolen or something like that. I did have to go into his office and question me or something like that. And, uh, even thinking about it now, I don't think that I don't know if my mom was ever contacted about that. I don't mm. I don't know what happened. Why wasn't it just like say an administrator, or a teacher, or whoever? Um, why did it have to be in that particular way? I tried to stay as far removed from the officer as possible, just because, like I said, I'm not really a fan. Wasn't someone who I wanted to befriend, um, or that I felt like added any value to my education. Yeah. I think the very good point that you brought up is like just the age range and it's something that's like like just very important to talk about just because no one like people don't understand that these are actual these are children that are being policed like they're there's and they're supposed to be normalized like these black children are supposed to just normalize seeing this police officer there every day watching them like basically doing surveillance on like the their students and then the fact that they can just pull you aside and like you can be questioned by the police or you can be handcuffed from school and things like that and it doesn't feel like a very learning experience and i feel like especially for black girls and for black boys they're not treated as they're treated as black women and men even though they're from ages 14 to 17 14 to 18 it's kind of insane to think that like um, well, I know even in my our middle school, um, there was police officers there. And I'm like, we're 10 to 13 years old. And that's kind of a just insane to me to think about, like, the fact that um, having the presence of black children there is so threatening that they feel the need to have these, like, these police in place when I don't, obviously, it's not in place at these predominantly white um, schools. Yeah. But um, anything else you would want to talk about about with just black girls in general in schools, the lack of the lack of discussion around the school to prison pipeline with black girls, um, any other stereotypes that affected black girls in schools? Um, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think something that I uh, is you know even when it comes down to my hair and being prepared for class and, you know, feeling, oh, I need my hair done a certain way before I can go to class. And teachers kind of, oh, no, you can't do that. And he, why'd you miss school? And so, oh, I had to get my hair done. And they're like, oh, that's not a good enough excuse. Um, so I think that that's always interesting, you know, growing up, of, you know, what does it mean to look presentable mm-hmm. resources that, uh, to make sure that people feel, um, you know, that respectability, it's, it, it goes both ways of, like, 
well, why isn't it okay for me to take a day to get my hair done? But also, why do I have feel the pressure that like I have to come looking a certain way? Yeah. Um. So I think that that was always an interesting narrative. Uh, I think that when I think about my school, particularly, uh, this idea, this notion of of girls, young black girls being fast. Yeah. Um. I mean, middle school and high school for sure. I could think of multiple different teachers who had said things, administrators who had said things, parents who were saying, um, and the onus always fell on the black female um, instead of the black male. Yeah. Um, it was never like, oh, well, both of these kids are engaging in something that might be too early for them to be doing. It was always like, oh, well, that little girl is fast. Um, and what that stigma does, ooh, um, so then, you know, you have other girls saying like oh well she's a hoe and she's this and she's that um and rumors start yeah and black girls are more susceptible to those than white women um and those those i think they do more damage uh to their reputation uh, of a black of black women so um i definitely can remember that happening and you know, it, it, it is an interesting area to navigate. I think middle school is already hard uh, just because you're going through puberty, you're going through changes. Um, so I think that then being even further sexualized just in general across the board um, with girls, I think that's something that schools should be careful about how they do that and where that responsibility falls because you can't change your body. Um, but what we can change is the way in which young men think about women's bodies on how white people think about black people. Like yes. those are things that can be changed. You know, we can't change our skin color, but so I think that unfortunately in this, in this country, we tend to put responsibility on people who can't change the things instead of trying to change the mindset of those who don't have those things. That was a very excellent point. I really agree with that. I just feel as though like not even changing the minds of like black boys, but just this idea in general that like, you know, like, black girls are just like faster they're more mature things like that so that's why like there is that over sexualization of their bodies and what they wear in school or like just anything along those lines it's not the it's not their percept like it's not who they are it's everyone else's perception of them which is just very sad that like that ends up becoming a part of their identity or something like that later because that's what's been like put onto them right because like i said like i mean even your leaders have come around saying like oh, y'all need to wear, you know, something extra under this skirt. Yeah. You have Kurt. Like, well, that's not really their fault. No. Like, that, you look, it's a standard issue thing that has to do more so with people who are looking at them. Exactly. Uh, Like you said, that responsibility has been falling on on people who can't change those things Um, and makes them self-conscious. Like I can say for myself, definitely made me self-conscious growing up mm-hmm. um during that age range and I'm, I'm just now getting to a place where where you know I can embrace that fully yeah well thank you so much Destiny for joining me today on my podcast and talking about this stuff I really do appreciate it you're welcome <laughs>